Tonight is the night of Asar and Tevez. We know it's a fast day tomorrow. Really? It's not just a one day fast day? The Chazal tell us that really Chazal wanted to make three fast days. The 8th of Tevez, the 9th of Tevez, and the 10th of Tevez. Why? Because there were three days of darkness here the Oilam. There were three days of darkness which descended to the world. Not because of the same incidents. Really, it was three separate incidents in three separate times in history. But they took, date, they took place on consecutive dates in the calendar. And uh, they have a Tzad HaShavah, they have a common denominator that they all considered Yemei Choyshech. They all caused darkness. What's the Yusait? What are the three events first? So, uh, the Sayyid Ayyam tells us that what happened on the 8th of Teves was that even before the story of Hanukkah, when Eretz Yisrael was under the rule of the Ptolemies, the Greek kings of Egypt, so King Talmai, one of the Ptolemies, forced the Chachamim to translate the Torah into Greek. And that was considered a tragedy which was enough to fast about. And we have to ask why. The Gemara says, that one's allowed to translate the Torah into Greek. Gemara says, And that is that uh, one's allowed to translate the Torah into Greek. So why was this a tragedy? We saw, we asked the same question when with Yeshua, when they crossed the... 9th of Tevez was the Yod site of Ezra Sefer, the day that Ezra Sefer died. Now this wasn't his explanation. We've had a lot of G'daylim over the centuries. We've never found anywhere else that Chazal contemplated making a public fast day when a Godel died. The exception is G'dalia. That was for a different reason. It wasn't because G'dalia died. It was because it was the final, leg, the final step in the Chorban. After that, Eretz was completely desolate. But we've had other greater people in Ezra. Moshe Rabbeinu. Aaron HaKohen. We know that the Yodzites are. Seventh of Adar, Rishchodesh of David HaMelech. And there was never a fast day when a Godel dies. And the reason is Pashat. For the people at the time who lost their leader, who lost their Navi, who lost the, the king, so for them it was a tragedy. But it isn't something which needs to be perpetuated for generations. Thousands of years later, it doesn't affect us that this is the day that King Shlomo died, or King David died. So why was the death of Ezra HaSofer something of enough significance that Chazal was thinking of making it a fast day? And what was the darkness which descended to the world on the 9th of Tevis? And the answer is that the Gemara tells us in Megillah that Ezra was a Malachi. Ezra was also Malachi. When he was acting in the capacity of the leader of the Jewish people, the one who organized the, the communal, so to speak, in gathering from Babel and the one who built Yerushalayim and led the people, he was called Ezra. But he was also a Novi. And when he was becoming as a Shriach of Hashem, as a Novi, he was called Malachi. Ezra and Malachi is the same person. They're both Nabi. Ezra was a Novi, but his Nabuas, where do we have him, his words of prophecy, is Malachi. Ezra Right. Now, Malachi was the final prophet. With Malachi died prophecy. And therefore, what's significant about the day that Ezra died wasn't just that he was the individual Ezra, it was that it also was the death of prophecy. 
That was the end of the thousand-year era of prophecy, which had begun at Har Sinai and ended with Ezra Sefer, and there was another level of darkness. That was what happened in the ninth of Tevis. And in the tenth of Tevis was in the time of the first place of Mikdash, we know that Nebuchadnezzar led siege to Yerushalayim. Now, this also was, if we talk about the Khurban, the destruction of the temple, we understand. But uh, the beginning, the first step, the fact that Yerushalayim was besieged, it's, it's a question. Why was that considered a level of darkness? Which, uh, because the siege had begun. So we have three events, like I said, in different periods in history. Translation of the Torah, the cessation of prophecy, and the besieging Yerushalayim. And these are the three events which were all worthy of having a fast day. The 8th, the 9th, and the 10th of Tavis. And they happened in the reverse order, right? And they happened in, yes, they happened in the reverse order. And the question is, firstly, what, what, what makes something a day of darkness? And why were these three events all considered days of darkness? So, I want to explain this, you said, a little bit. And that is like this. The difference between night and dark isn't where something's there or it's not there. If now, because the light's on, I can see everyone here in the room, if it would become dark, you'd still all be here. I just wouldn't be able to see you. The difference between light and dark is the fact that I'm aware of something. I can see it, or if it's dark, I can't see it. The Gemara says above Matthias, on the Pasuk, Tashes Choyshech Bayi Laila, Hashem makes it dark and it becomes nighttime. There's an element of this world which is considered darkness. It's considered nighttime. And uh, our being in this world is, so to speak, in the state of darkness. What do we have which provides the light? Which provides light, even in the darkness? So the first light we have is the Torah. The first R is the Torah. The second R we have is in the sham of a person. Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam. The candle of Hashem is the soul of a man. And the third, the third R we have is the Beis Hamikdash. V'hayo ba'achris ayamim nachon yeh har Beis Hashem b'roish harim v'noharu elav kol agayim. All the gold will be lit up by the Beis Hamikdash. We have to explain. What are these three lights? The R of Torah, Torah The R of a person's neshama, Nerash and Nishma And the R of the Beis HaMikdash. Okay. So that's the historical perspective of the three days of darkness. To explain it. To understand what these levels are, how they apply to us. Let's fast forward to today's time. A question I often get. Maybe it's a question we ask ourselves also. And that is, if the Torah is meant to megadal a person, the Torah is meant to make a person great. The Torah is the means which is meant to bring a person to perfection. So the question sometimes people ask themselves, sometimes they ask publicly, is why don't we see that happening? Why don't we see the result of Torah and everybody learning Torah that they should all be coming, they should all be achieving perfection? If that's what the Torah is meant to do, why isn't it doing it? 
So already the Mrs. Yisharim answers this question right in the introduction. But before I look at the Mrs. Yisharim, I want to give you a story. This moment brings out this point. I remember years ago when I was a Bach in Yeshiva. So I remember there was a Chavrusa who sat in front of me. Very good guys. Serious. They were there every day. They learned well. But it was in the middle of his man, like now, in the middle of the winter. And they were holding only on Daftalit. Two and a half pages into the Masechta. Of course, they argued every point and looked up every source and discussed everything in detail, but they hadn't covered very much ground. Halfway through the Zman, halfway through the Yeshiva term, they were only holding on Daftalit. I remember the Yeshiva walking past and noticing that. And he told them, like, in a bit of a, like a gentle way, you know, Rabbi say, if you, this is not the way to become a Talmud Chacham. And the one answered him back, it's okay, I don't want to become a Talmud Chacham, I want to be a Rosh Hashiva. <laughs> I don't think he was trying to be Chutzvidik. What he meant was, is if you think about it, what does a Rosh Hashiva need to know? So in his mind, he needs to know the first few Dafim, which is where the Yeshiva is going to get to very well. And the rest of the Masechta, okay, we don't know that part. I need to know the, what they call the Yeshiva Prakim. And then, if that's the case, my, my perception of Torah has become narrowed to what I want to gain from the Torah. And if a person thinks, I want to become a Rav, okay, so then what I need to focus on is Shulchan Aruch, Mishnah Bura, whatever those Halakib of Halacha are, which are going to be practical for me as a Rav. And then that becomes my goal in Torah. And that's Right. So it becomes something which I have a specific goal I want to achieve. And that's what I look at. What about the rest of Torah? What about the rest of the Masechta? That, that's not part of the game plan. That wasn't what I was trying to do. I was trying to become a Rosh I have to know what it says in Dafpeh, on Dafzadi. The emphasis is the mistake, but people think like that. Now, if people think like that, even as far as the extent of how much they want to know goes, then Kalvachim, if you're going to look at the bigger picture, and that is, besides for the knowledge, what else can Torah do for a person? What else can Torah give to a person? How else can Torah develop a person? The rule is, it's not going to do that if the person doesn't look for that. And this is what you said before. Not because it's not there. Not because the Torah can't do that. But because if a person isn't looking for that part of Torah, it's not going to work. And who says this? Mrs. Shisharim. And Mrs. Shisharim says that we have a process or a growth path. It starts, you follow the path of the Gemara, Torah brings to Zahiris, Zahiris brings to Zerizus, Zerizus brings to Nikias, and it goes all the whole way up to that. What's the Torah which brings to Zahiris? Where's the Messiah Shalom talking about step one? And the Torah and the Messiah starts like this. He said, you should know, the principle, the starting point, the, I said word for word, Yisoyed HaChasidus, V'shoi Yishoa the foundation of everything is, She Yispar V'yis Ames Etzela Odom Machivose Boilome. Get clear what the goal is. And therefore, to what a person has to put his intention, his expectation, the goal. Everything he does, his whole life, is working towards the goal. The Aleph of Torah is, what's the goal? Where are you trying to go? So if my goal is knowing the first five daf of every Masechta really well, okay, that's the way I'm, that's all I'm going to get from the Torah. But if a person thinks, Bigger than that. The Torah can bring me to Shleimus. The Torah can bring me to what a person is meant to achieve. Self-perfection. Closeness to Hashem. A high level. Whatever it's going to be. Then if that becomes where the Torah is going to direct me, then that's where I look to go to the Torah, go to, I look to, Torah, to, the Torah to bring me to. 
Everything I'm doing now is to, directed towards that goal. If that's the case, then Torah can bring to Zahiris. If my idea is Torah is going to bring me to the Shlemus of the person can become. Torah is the means I have to perfect myself. Torah is the means I have that is going to develop me, and it's going to makadish me, and it's going to bring me closer to Hashem. Then that's what I want to achieve from the Torah. And the Messiah himself says this a few lines before. In his introduction, he says that a person, if that, that wasn't what a person was looking for, it's not going to happen by itself. He says it's not like a, like natural instinctive reactions. The person gets high, tired and he gets hungry and he gets thirsty and he gets that's instinctive reactions. If a person isn't looking to grow, he's not going to grow. It's only when a person makes that an intention. That's what I want to achieve. That's what I'm trying to get out of this. Then once that becomes the focus of what I'm trying to do, then it can start to work on me. But if I'm learning that same Torah without that intention, it's not going to do it. And as Mephush mentioned in Pergavos, the Mishnah says, if a person is loimed al manas lelamed, a person is learning in order to teach, that's what happens, must be in biyad, lelamed. He becomes the Rosh Hashiva. He learns, he teaches. But if a person is loimed al manas lelamed, he's learning in order to do, He's not learning a different thing. He's not learning more. That's not the point of the Mishnah. He's learning the same thing exactly. But the intention that I wanted to learn with is the result I'm going to get. And therefore, when a person comes to learn Torah, what are you trying to get out of the learning? What's this Torah going to give you? What am I trying to, to achieve from what I'm learning? This is what we call the Orin Torah. The R in Torah is that it shows me a path. It shows me what I can become. And if I don't see the R, it's like the darkness. It's still there. I just didn't see it. And therefore, if I don't see it, I don't work on it. I don't get there. This is what Chazal said. And Chazal said that even if Chaz Vashem, Klaishah would leave Hashem, if they're still holding on to the Torah, the R Shibah is Machzirim Lemutav. The R, the light in the Torah, will bring them back to the path again. If a person wants to get the Torah to, to bring him to perfection, It'll bring him there. But it has to be that he sees that art. But what about the concept of sometimes you see people learning? The, 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 when, you, when you start is when you start to grow. When you realize this, I want, that it's meant to do something, that it's a process which I've that's the first step. The Torah which is Mevira Deza how? How do, you get to, how do you get to step one of our growth path? How is the Torah Mevira Deza The answer is, the Torah is meant to provide me with the, 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 the roadmap. This is what I want to become. This is what I want to become. And then, now, that gives me the courage to start. Now I'm working towards something. Now, that's when the Torah has the aura of the Torah. When the Torah was translated into Greek, it was the day of Choyshech. What got lost? They have a Greek translation now. It wasn't such a bad translation. It was the information in the Torah. But, the reason what got lost was, what the king Ptolemy wanted from the, from the Torah was not to grow. Not a guidebook, how am I going, I'm seriously sorry, how am I going to learn Torah? He wants information. Torah is chokhmah. Torah is wisdom. Torah is knowledge. I want the knowledge. When you try and separate the knowledge from Torah, from the, what the Torah can achieve for a person, what the growth of Torah, then you've created darkness. It's the Torah without that light. And therefore, for us to translate the Torah into another language is not a problem. Because our motivation in Torah is right. We don't have a problem translating the Torah into another language, but it's in the sense of the Torah which is going to make you grow. The Torah which is going to make you closer to Hashem. The Torah which is going to perfect you. 
that's Torah with the R, you can translate it into Greek as well. But when King Ptolemy wants a Torah translated into Greek, he doesn't care about all of that. He wants to separate the information. Separate the information. I just want to know the facts. What's the, what's the wisdom? So that you've, then you've lost the R. Then you've separated the Torah knowledge from the Torah's direction. You've lost the R. And therefore, even a person who's looking at Torah as not just a, a career choice or the information I need for whatever position it is, they're looking at the Torah as something which is going to megadol me, something which is going to make me greater, which is going to bring me closer to Hashem. That's, then the Torah can work. That's the first part. The second, the book. Who became a Nabi? We spoke about this in the Kazari show. Who could become a Nabi? The answer is anybody. Anybody. It was a level of greatness. When you get to that step, you'll become a Nabi. When a person's detached himself enough from physicality that they can now become aware of a spiritual reality, then it's open to them. Not anymore. There's no Nabi. But when there was Nabi, millions of people. Double the amount of people where I'm could become Nabi. It wasn't the select few, it wasn't the elite. Eliyahu and Nabi says this. In the time of Eliyahu, he says, I'm giving evidence that anyone, Ishva Ishva, can be Zerchat to the Rukha Kodesh, if he makes it. The better it's on the level, they'll get there. It's an open track. Whoever wants to go, you can open them to show him whatever they're going to be and go. From Zahiris to Zerizus to Nikias to eventually Tyra to Precious to eventually another year of Kedusha, it's there. It's there. And that's the second R. The second R is you can see the time. You can see the results. You can see the results. You can see that people who've become Naveen. And when that's an open option, that if you, if you, go, if you follow the path, you'll get to Naveen. You'll get to speak to Hashem. You'll get to that level of Kirv, that level of closeness, that level of Kedusha, where you can hear what Hashem says. So, yes, the Torah is the first point. It's the R which shows you where to go. But when you have the R of the, the result, you can see the Tachis yourself. So that's a tremendous motivation to get there. You can see it. You can see people who have done it. Imagine today we could see a Ganadin. And we could see the Tzadik who's getting this Hanoi Ganadin. That would be the biggest motivation in the world to try work on it. Because you can see the result. When we lost Nebu, we lost that R also. That's the second R. Even though a person can rise in Darga and get, become more Godish and become great, whatever it is, but that option of getting to the end point, so to speak, that level of Kirvus Hashem, if we can talk directly to Hashem, and we can hear Him talk to us, that's not an option anymore. That, that's not an option. That's been cut off. That's the second Chayshech. We lost the R of seeing the, as we call the R of the Neshama. Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam. The Ner of Hashem is Nishmas Adam. That a person's Neshama connects to it. You can feel that connection to Hashem. To some extent we can feel it. We can still feel a little bit of Dvekas. We can still feel a certain amount of Kedusha. But that clarity, that a person can talk to Hashem directly, that R we lost. That's the second R we lost. When the last Nabi died, then the vote was taken away. And now brings us to the third R. What did we lose when Yishalayim was besieged? So I heard this from emotions of the Racha. We didn't lose the best of English. The best of English was still there. For another few years. What Mishraim in siege means is that people from their outside couldn't come in. Everyone else couldn't enter Mishraim. Mishraim was cut off. Quarantined. Quarantined. Cut off. And what's the difference? It's not a from the whole world. Oh. Tosva says in Baba Basra, not a says that there's a mitzvah of eating Mishraim Yishalayim. It mentions the tenth of your produce. So if you're the farmer who's a subsistence farmer, you're relying on your produce to live through the whole year, uh, 10% of you have to eat in Yishalayim, it means that over a month of a year you're spending in Yishalayim eating it there, because that's your, that's your income. 
And that is brings us to three. Why, was this, why did Hashem find it so important that Klai Yishol had to regularly go up to Yerushalayim for extended periods of time? Why? And that is quotes the Sifri. The Sifri says, Ki mitzian Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim was a, a source from where Torah went out. Why? Because when people saw the, the Kohenim and the Avoidah and the Beis HaMikdash and the Nisim, it made a sense of the man tilmod liyiro es Hashem elekecha. It made a feeling of, of awe. Of connection, of you seeing people who are working and avoiding Hashem the whole time, it inspired the whole Klal Yisrael. And therefore, it's important for, for people always to go to Yisraelim at regular intervals, so that they're always exposed to that that experience of that experience of closeness to Hashem, of Kirvas Hashem that we saw in the Beis Hamikdash. When Yisraelim was besieged, the Yisraelim was still there, but don't go in and don't go out. So that for everybody else. That that R, which was the, the so to speak, the way that they could, they would get that inspiration, that was cut off. They were blocked from seeing it anymore. And that's the third R. That's the third day of Chayshech. And that is that we, we lost the inspiration. If you think about it, it's three steps. The first one is direction, where we're we going towards. That's meant to be the R of Torah. The R of Torah is what are we trying to achieve? What's the Torah going to give us? If everyone's read the Mishnah Book of us, but a person is learning Torah, it makes him holier, higher, more exalted than everything else. Good, that's what we want to do. That's what you want the Torah to do for us. So that's, that's the first R. What are we going to achieve out of this? Not just information, not just knowledge, not just the ability to get a position. Like we said a few weeks ago in Shabbos, don't look behind Eved, who's a Mishnah press. You're learning Torah. Don't look just for a little piece. The Torah can give you so much more. Like you ask. The same Torah can do much more if that's what you want it to do. That's the first R. The first R is the R of Torah. Talmai lost that. When you're translating Torah into, into wisdom, into knowledge, then you've lost what the Torah can do. You've, we still have the original Torah. That R we still have. That's the only R we still have. The second R is the art of seeing the result. The, the motivation to get it, because I can see the result. That was in the book. You want to know the end point? Torah is the starting point. The Torah, which is Mevire Dei Zahiris. The starting point. The end point is the Kedush Mevire Dei Nebuah. We can't see that anymore. That R we lost. It's there. When a person goes to Olam Abba, then he gets Nebuah. He gets a closeness to Hashem. It's there still. We said, Hashem is a walk in your midst. We just can't see it. So we don't have the R. We don't see the, the, the light which can show us this is the result. This is what happens when people are matzliach. That's the second Yemei And the third one is the motivation along the way. The inspiration from seeing Yerushalayim, from seeing the Beis Amikdash, from seeing a place which is devoted completely to Tavar Hashem, which acted as the Chizuk the whole time to... This is what we meant to be doing. That's another R we lost. What was the first one? The R of Torah. The, the starting point. The R of Nebuah is the result. And the R of the Besamekdash is the R on the way, which gives us the motivation to, to continue and get to that point. That's why we have three Yemei Choshech. The three O's that we had, the three sources of light that we had, which became three days of darkness. The only point we say, and that is, the R of the Besamekdash we don't have at all anymore. It's not there. The R of Nebuah we don't have anymore. It's not there. The R of Torah we still do have. The Yom HaKoshech was when Torah got separated from that R when it was written for Talmai. But we didn't lose the R. In our Torah we still have the R. 
And we can still look at Sefer Barajas and look at the personalities of Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov and say, we want to become like them. And we look at what the Torah expects from the person. And we say, we want to get there. That or we can still use. That's why we don't fast? No, we don't fast because it's too much for people to fast for years in a row. But we, we lost, you know, the fact that it would be Torah without the R is a tragedy. But we have the original. We can still use the R of Torah. And this is a big issue. Like we said before, even without the other two R's. It's true that definitely we lost without them. Even without them, the Ma'or Sheboi Machzir Lamotav. The Torah's R on its own is enough. If a person uses and looks for that R of Torah, where do I see this? This is the Gemara and Ksuvis. We'll finish with this. The Gemara says that the Ksuvis is talking about Tres Mesim. Look what the Gemara says. The Gemara doesn't say whoever learns Torah gets Tres Mesim. The Gemara says, Kala Mishtamish Bo'oira Shel Torah or Torah Mechayahu. Whoever uses the R of Torah, the R of Torah brings him back to that. It's not enough just to know. So information. No. Mishtamish Bo'or Torah. A person has to look for the R of the Torah. The R of Torah is the direction the Torah can show me what I can become with Torah. That's also the Tzir Tzir And then the R of Torah is Mechayel. And that's also the Koyach, which will bring back the other Oris also. We'll get them back. But the best. The Mingdash and the Buh. Those Torahs will come back too. The means we have right now, the only R we have left is the Torah we have. But that's enough. If we use the R of Torah, then that's the key to bring back all the Oris. And then that will be the reversal of the tragedy of Tavis. Reversal of the Torah of Tavis, when we have the Nebuah, firstly, and Hashem says, last is lovely, that Eshbech Ruchi al kol basar, I'll provide Nebuah to all people, when Nebu b'neichim b'neichim, even your children will become the deen. The ability to get to those levels, and the other Nebuah, the Beis like we said before, v'hoya ba'achris ayamim, at the end of days, nochon yehar b'es Hashem b'roshe horim, the house of Hashem will be established on the top of the mountain. All the going will be lit up by the light of the Beis Hamikdash. That law, that hour of inspiration of the Beis Hamikdash will be back as well. That's what we look forward to. That's what we're dying for. May be a man, Amen.